every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students, to belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Made for Missions podcast, where our heart is to mobilize Christians towards the Great Commission. For more information, go to my website at mikefalkenstein.com. That's Mike Falkenstein, F-A-L-K-E-N-S-T-I-N-E.com. Thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for this, the 21st episode of the Made for Missions podcast. I am your host, Mike Falkenstein, here again with my co-host, Ken Watmore. And uh, Ken, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Are you? Yeah, looking forward to this episode. I yeah. enjoyed the last episode, and, and it was just it's great encouragement to me, and I this even more, uh, this one. So That's great. <laughs> looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. We are hopefully off to a good start for this year, and uh, so hopeful that uh, for those of you listening, that we're an encouragement to you as you, as you try to f- figure out what it means to to fulfill the Great Commission in your own life, and it's a big topic, and it's a big subject. And can I'll just mention, uh, by the way, you know, we've got the podcast, and we know we've got some people listening uh, based on what we're seeing on uh, both our Google Analytics and our iTunes. But I would remind people as well, there's, there's a complimentary blog that I've been doing on my website as well. And, you know, we're, we're, we're going through kind of the sharing our testimony, sharing the gospel track in the podcast. And in the blog, I've just started a new series of blog posts, which are, you know, there are actually five passages in the, uh, that we see in the New Testament that we, would, that we would include in the Great Commission command, and then breaking each one of those down. And so for people who really want a better understanding of kind of what really is the Great Commission, where does it come from, what did Jesus actually say, of course, you know, uh, that's part of our mobilizing people towards the Great Commission. So it's good to know what Jesus says about these things, isn't it? Absolutely. It really is. And um, just apart from that, I would say, here's something that I pr- I haven't said in any of our episodes prior, but, I, you know, I really feel that these two, this past episode and this one uh, that we're talking about now mm. are really important. Not to say that uh, you and I get everything right and our That's right. dialogue right, but That's right. Um, but we do know that uh, as in this episode as we'll go through, you know, sharing the gospel, th- this information is accurate and true. Um, mm-hmm. it's effective uh, and it's and it is what we're called to do. Um, and I I would encourage people to, you know, would you retweet this? Um, would you share yes. these two episodes? Uh, you know, I, I'd love for you to share all the episodes, of course. You know, we would love people to listen. Um, That's right. But these two in particular, you know, I, I think that it's so important for people to be reminded of sharing their story and sharing the gospel and how important that is. And I think that last time we talked about what, how important it is to be able to kind of re you know, go back through your own story, um, mm. to know who you were before Christ and, and, uh, and to be encouraged in who you are now because of Christ. And then 
to, to be able to share the gospel effectively. I, I think that this episode will be just important information. And I, I would say, you know, please retweet and share with your friends. Sure, we'd love a lot of followers, um, but that's not why I'm saying that. Um, right. I just think this is critical information. Right, right. No, I get your heart behind that, and I agree. It's not for our own sake, right? Yeah. But uh, certainly, certainly the past episode, episode 20 and then 21, these are foundational things. That's right. Right. So, so in this episode, we are going to follow up from what we did last week, which was the sharing your testimony episode and give some helpful tips. Uh, this week, what we're going to do is then get into an actual sharing the gospel presentation, uh, which as I mentioned last week, Ken, I've had over the years, all the way back from when I was discipled in the kind of the mid-1990s, a presentation of the gospel called the Bridge Illustration. And the Bridge Illustration simply is just a way that you can share the gospel with somebody that hopefully they remember, they can then take that home because it's actually like a written diagram. Obviously, I'd say at the, at the, at the onset, there are a number of tools that people use to share the gospel, mm-hmm. right? There's the one that we call the Roman Road uh, presentation, which actually we have some, we, we kind of go down the Roman Road ourselves uh, in this presentation. The uh, Ministry of Campus Crusade, now called Crew, has the uh, Four Spiritual Laws uh, little booklet, and God obviously has used that in um, a lot of people's lives. And so, so this certainly is not the only way to share the gospel, but it certainly is a way and something that is easy to remember. And so, and Ken, as you and I were talking about last week, these, you know, so we've got six steps that we're going to share in sharing a gospel presentation. These things in the Christian's life should be not only not only remembered, but memorized because I know you and I were talking. I mean, I've got a friend of mine who, as we got talking about, uh, we were actually doing a little Bible study together and it just became clear that one of the six, he, he just didn't ever kind of latch on to mm. and kind of all six of these are important. And so if you've memorized it, you can even just on the fly minister to someone. Yeah. I know you've seen that too, haven't you? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so in uh, sharing the gospel presentation, uh, there are six steps that we normally use, uh, and I'll put in the show notes of this episode uh, all six uh, points as well, so that you guys can, you all can, uh, if you want to copy it and paste it into another notes program or print it off or whatever you want to do in uh, your uh, your um, effort to memorize these. Of course, the first one, Ken, is that all humans have sinned. And so at very first, we know according to verses like Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And uh, obviously, we need to know that 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 was our condition initially, right? Mm -hmm. The second one is very close to that, which is there's then a penalty for that sin. And this is the Romans road part. In Romans 6.23, he writes, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So it's really kind of that first part, right? For the wages of that sin is death. And I know you and I were talking, it's just crucial for people to realize that at first and that, that mm-hmm. you know we're in a condition that we have no no way out ourselves that's right yeah yeah and so the 
the third part of the gospel presentation is that then Christ paid the penalty for that sin. And usually in a usually in a uh, in a gospel presentation uh, where you're using the bridge, you have humans on one side of a cliff, God is on the other side, and really then the reason it's called the bridge is that Christ, and so you're drawing a big cross right there in between where man is in our in our sinful condition and where God is, and only Christ can pay the penalty for that sin. And so in Romans 5, 8, it says, but God shows us his love for us and that while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. So can I know as you've shared with people, I mean, those three initial things are important, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. No question. I think that every step is is uh, important, but I, no one will understand where they're at without those first three. Yeah, that's right. So we have to kind of initially bring that out first that boy as humans the bible says that we're in a condition where we've sinned we fall short and then we go to the fourth point which is you know important for people to know too right there's nothing that we can do to earn our salvation on our own and we know from a number of verses that this is true including uh, ephesians 2 8 and 9 for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not of your own doing; it is the gift of God, not a result of works, that no one may boast. And of course, that's a that's a really uh, popular verse. But uh, you know, usually when we're when we're drawing a bridge illustration, we're talking about how we as humans want to make a bridge of our own to get to God. So we think, well, we're going to be good enough, or we can give enough money away, or we can be kind enough to people. And what we what we learn from the Bible is that uh, there's nothing that we can do on our own to receive this free gift. Mm. That it's only by grace uh, that we've been saved through faith. And so, of course, the faith that we're talking about is uh, faith in Jesus. And so the uh, the free gift part, I think, a lot of times is hard for people to comprehend in it. Yeah, it is. And it's so simple for a reason, but it is so complicated. I, I've quoted this before and I don't know whoever said it, um, oh, right. but, it but it wasn't me. But the, you know, the message of salvation is a pool shallow enough for children to play in, yet deep enough to drown an elephant, right? So oh. mm-hmm. um, it's, you know, it, it's, it is tough to understand it. And I think that part of that goes with that idea of God's unconditional love we can't even fathom what that love looks like but he he gives it to us and allows us to make the choice to accept it and any other way it would not be unconditional any other way it would be forced Mm. um and it's not it's there uh god's love is there and his Mm -hmm. gift is there and and it's our choice right Mm. Um, yeah that's right and uh this is a good point by the way just to kind of sit on for a little bit i think because uh this idea of you know, in Ephesians chapter two, it says that this gift is a free gift of God, not a result of works. And boy, there's just so many works-based kind of theologies out there in there. I mean, we're not even talking about the things that we would kind of think as somewhat kind of out there. Like, you know, Mormons, of course, believe that it's all about works, Mm -hmm. right? But we're talking about just 
within, I don't even know if you'd call it evangelical Christianity, but within kind of the larger American Christianity, boy, you get, and maybe this is a, an overstatement, but you get into the, the Deep South, or I mean, there's some of these places where you get these really strict uh, legalistic, you know, mm-hmm. theologies, and that's just so key to understand that this is free. I mean, this is yeah. there's nothing you can do. You can't do enough. You can't be good enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's, you know, it's, I think it's an important thing to kind of sit on for a bit and, and emphasize because both for the non-Christian who thinks that he or she can be good enough or with the, uh, the legalistic Christians, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's just, I mean, there's just not enough we can do, is there? That's true. Um, I had somebody tell me not too long ago that, um, they, you know, they hate organized religion. Um, and I, you know, I said, well, I do too. And good news. So does Jesus <laughs> um, oh, right. because it turns into a, a mission of works. Um, it turns into, uh, personal accolades and, uh, you know, kind of that, that I'm building my own ladder sort of idea. I mean, organized religion puts a kink in the chain of what is, uh, so simple, right. That, that these steps we just went through, uh, especially in this number four, as we rest for a minute, right. Mm -hmm. Um, that there's nothing we can do to earn this salvation on our own. Um, God said that in his word, uh, he meant it. He didn't make a mistake. It is not about us. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, well, this is a good time for us to uh, to take a little break, let our friend Tim Muller, Muller come in and uh, say a few words to us. We're so thankful for him and his heart for what we're doing here at the Made for Missions podcast. And so thanks, everyone, for joining us. And we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Tom Muller. There may be many of you who are confused about China and the most effective ways of Christian engagement. Mike Falkenstein has written this book for you. There is much confusion and many questions persist about China. Does persecution exist? Can Christians in China worship freely? Is it still necessary to smuggle Bibles? Being outside of China, how can I most effectively pray for and engage in God's work in China? Are China's unregistered churches able to worship freely? Many people are confused by these questions and issues. China is like a huge puzzle with many pieces and moving parts. It's hard to identify all that's happening today in China. In his book, The Chinese Puzzle, Mike gives you the other pieces for a much clearer picture of China and her church. To get your copy today, contact Mike at Mike at ChinaResourceCenter.org for pricing and shipping options. Contact Mike today. Well, Ken, we're having a fantastic conversation about how to kind of share the gospel. And really what we're doing is going through point by point how we do that. And again, I would just take this time as we're reconvening after hearing from our friend Tom that uh, these six points are something that I would highly, I mean, anyone that I'm discipling anyone that I'm in Bible study with, even anyone that I'm friends with who's a Christian. And so I would say to them, learn these six points, know them, because part of it is, if if there's any of these six points that you have trouble with or you don't understand in your own life, you need to know, dear friend, dear Christian, that you know all six are important to, to understand and believe, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, 
it's just easy for us to, like we were just talking about the free gift part. We may believe every other one, but if you don't have that, you know, you're not exactly where God wants you to be. That's right. right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so I would encourage all of you listeners to just uh, remember all six of these. Again, we'll put all six in the show notes and be able to, um, you know, print these out, memorize them. And I would say, by the way, that you know we're going through a very basic presentation. Of course, make it your own as long as it, as as it covers all six of these. You know, you can make it your own. And um, again, as we talked about in the last episode. Right in the way that you speak, which in this case is good, because you know if you if you talk about Ephesians two eight nine, uh, relate that to, to your own life, or you know however however you want to do it. So so can in our gospel presentation where we've gone through all humans have sinned, there is a penalty for that sin, Christ paid that penalty, and then there is nothing we can do to earn this salvation on our own, this saving on our own, and then we get to Point number five, which is once we understand our need for Jesus, we must receive him as Lord and Savior. And my favorite verse to talk about in that and to memorize is John 1.12, which states, but to all who did receive him, to who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And so what we're looking for, what Jesus tells us is that we, that we receive Jesus that we believe in his name, and uh, that's kind of the first, that's kind of the next step. And kind of like in what we talked about the last episode, it's really at this point when you're actually getting to that point in your own life to receive and believe in his name where God really does a work in your life to kind of open your eyes to this. And that, Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Yeah. And so there's uh, there's there's the point where we get to Okay, I wasn't with Jesus, and now I I understand who he is, and we receive him as Lord and Savior. And then finally, point number six, once we receive Jesus as Lord and believe in his name, we have assurance of our salvation through the promises we see in the Bible. And so, of course, this is important to bring out to people because... You know, there's, uh, of course, one thing to understand that Jesus came to die for your sins and that he wants a relationship, um, but then it's a whole nother thing to say, boy, once you make that decision, dear friend, you have assurance of of your eternity with Jesus through the promises. And the, the verse I, I like to use, we can use several of them, but uh, John uh, 5.24 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. And so I'll often kind of make a note uh, as I'm sharing this with people about coming, going from death to life, which if they've heard my testimony, that's kind of similar, right? There was before Jesus and after Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, there was sort of and what we're talking about here is kind of an eternal kind of separation from, you know, from from Jesus being that kind of that spiritual death, passed from death to kind of an eternity with Jesus. And, you know, that's really the good news part of this, isn't it, Ken? Yeah, it sure is. That's right. Um, you know, and I just, uh, I'm, 
sitting here as we share this, I think that every time you share the gospel, it's a good reminder. Maybe there's somebody that's listening that's that has not accepted Christ. And I, I just want to tell you as, you know, and maybe you replay this and kind of listen back to this, that yes. um, God is actively pursuing you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right. He, he has been uh, actively pursuing his people since the day he put people on the, on the earth, right? I mean, that's right. Uh, he's been involved and is involved in everything that's happening. Uh, he loves you and is saying to you that he wants you. Uh, if you were to, if you were running from God, Every minute that you turned around, every single time that you turned around, God would be right there. It doesn't matter how far you run. It doesn't matter how hard you run uh, or fast. God is always right there uh, waiting for you to turn to him because he wants you back. He wants me uh, in a relationship with him. And that's why Jesus, that's why he sent his son. That's why God became flesh himself so that we could relate to somebody, uh, that we could see him. Uh, you know, we, whoever has seen Christ has seen the father. He is, mm-hmm. uh, he has made himself known to you. And through things like this, I think anytime you hear the gospel presentation, uh, yes. even, even as we're in kind of a study mode here, right. Right. Um, somebody out there may be, uh, Move to that, and I'm telling you, God is pursuing you, and He wants you to turn to Him and follow these six steps, and ultimately uh, believe in Christ. Get, turn your life to Him, and receive this free gift of salvation, and uh, you will be made new. Mm, amen, amen, and that's really true. Kind of to follow up with that, Ken, I would also say, I mean, that's a great challenge for the non-believer, someone who's seeking Jesus, trying to figure out kind of who He is. I would say to the believer listening today to maybe just take an account of of uh, your life, your uh, commitment to Jesus, and in particular, you know, if you've never if you've never shared your own testimony and your own this this gospel presentation with anyone, on one hand, uh, this is not a you know we're going to get down on you session. Um, but it should be a neat encouragement to say it is what Jesus wants you to do. Uh, we know through the five through the five uh, verses, the five passages of the Great Commission, uh, which you'll find on my blog. You know, over and over, Jesus is saying, "Go to all the world and proclaim the gospel. Uh, go and make disciples of all nations." You know, Acts one eight. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And then there's the all the other passages. I mean, there's, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff in First Timothy to be prepared in season and out of season for to tell the reason for the hope that you have in Christ, and mm-hmm. to, you know, to be well prepared to to share the uh, the reason for the hope that you have. And I mean, just over and over again. I mean, it's just clear that. If you are a believer in Jesus, this just should be a regular part of your life. And and so what we'll do in the next several episodes, Ken, is to kind of follow up with that and to be able to say, okay, we have how to share the testimony, our testimony, how to share the gospel, but then it leads to those very things, right? So someone that goes, all right, I get it, but man, it's scary or it's it seems dangerous to me, or I could lose my job, I think, or, you know, I could, you know, I don't know how to, how do I just, how do I just walk over to a neighbor's house? And, you know, so we'll give some suggestions on kind of how to, how to do that and some, some first steps. And I'm hopeful to have some other 
people come in and, and help us with that as well. People have already done this even better than what uh, you and I have done. So, uh, so I hope this this series is an encouragement to you all who are listening, and uh, we're so thankful that you're with us. Uh, Ken, before we go, any last uh, thoughts from you? Just yeah, just two thoughts. Like like I'm not going to have last thoughts, right? Yeah, of course I am. <laughs> um, well, first I would say this: um, as far as sharing your story and then sharing the gospel, you know, every one of us as a Christian man or woman, um, men, you should have a, a strong brother in Christ. Uh, women, you should have a strong sister in Christ. Maybe it's one person, maybe it's a multitude, mm. um, a blessing to you either way. Um, but, but have the, the one person that you're closest to say and call them and say, Hey, you know what? I, I want to, can you sit down with me so I can just kind of share my story with you? Even if you've heard it before, just to, oh, you know, it's not a bad of, idea to kind of a sit in front of somebody who knows you, mm-hmm. who you are not embarrassed to tell things to. Um, you'll, I think you'll learn, you'll get a comfort that God really is using your story um, in a lot of different ways. And, um, and there's no reason to not share um, your experiences. Uh, and, and that would go again, a brother with a brother, a sister with a sister, share that. Um, and then share the gospel together. You should bounce it off of each other, go through these steps and, um, and share the gospel with each other. Practice because it is so important th- that you do this. And then uh, finally, what I wanted to say too is that y- you know we uh, in this in these podcasts we're yes. always talking about missions, right? Um, and I think a lot of people who are uh, believers, but but certainly non-believers, kind of get uh, well. I don't, you know, I'm I'm afraid to go do this or that. I'm I'm not ready to go serve. I'm not ready to give money to the church. I'm not ready to all those, you know. These are things that you do as a result. It's an outpouring of compassion and kindness and love that only Christ can give you for humanity um, that you do these things. And if you're doing it for any other reason, then we go back to you know step four, right? That we're, we're practicing that uh, idea of works to yes. attain salvation. Or even when we've been saved, we're practicing works to attain a status. You know, and all that is great. There are rewards uh, in heaven, certainly, but... These should be a an outpouring of compassion that Christ does inside of you. He mm. he changes your heart towards people, and that's why you go to missions. That's why you serve. That's why you might tithe to your churches. An outpouring of uh, wanting to make differences in the kingdom uh, to honor God. Mm. That's great. Yeah, I agree with that. And you know, uh, again, we get back to I think in the last episode we talked about what our friend Chuck Lala said, and he said, you know, go back to the time where you were just first accepting Christ and so excited and, you know, certainly A, the sharing of these six points with others and memorizing that reminds you of those things, but then also that's the motivation why we share the gospel, right? I mean, we know what Jesus did in our own lives and we want, it's like having a, the best gift ever and not sharing it. Yeah. or not telling anyone about it, or you know something that's been given to you that you get to give to other people, it should just be out of a motivation of, of course. I mean, that's I know what Jesus did in my own life, and I want to share it with others, right? So mm-hmm. going back to that original, the original time, I think, is good. So, well, thanks, everyone, for joining us. We're so thrilled that you're here. Again, as uh, Ken mentioned at the beginning of this episode, please share this episode with others if you 
feel led. We'd love to share this uh, with others and get more people mov- uh, motivated and uh, mobilized towards the Great Commission. I'm here at Missions Mike on Twitter. You can uh, get in touch with me or Kins at Ken Watmore. Uh, of course, previous episodes are found on my website at MikeFalkenstein.com. Uh, if you're just listening for the first time, uh, we just encourage you to go back and listen to previous episodes and We've now got 21 of them, and so we're almost uh, half a year into this and excited and motivated, and we're so uh, so glad that you're with us and look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Made for Missions podcast.